This is the MLW Radio Network. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy Blackheart, the head honcho off the top roast podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here. OTTR headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever it is you get your podcast from with our with our latest last week of wrestling, after darts, under bosses hard taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show wrestling every coming soon so if you like what you've seen you love professional wrestling you love independent wrestling you love everything about wrestling just yourself give us a tune you know you will not regret it blackheart out welcome to another episode of the freeland five brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Mow Material Brand for Monday, April 4th, 2022. Hope everybody had a great weekend. There was a huge, huge weekend in the world of wrestling. Ring of Honor had their very first show back since temporarily closing their doors. WrestleMania had night one and night two. So many things going on. WrestleCon had happened as well. So let's go ahead and let's jump right into all of the details and the top headlines that are going on at this hour. Obviously, people are talking about is the return of Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes returned after a six-year absence from WWE. Now, speculation had been running rampant whether or not Cody would actually be the one to take on Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 38. Rhodes finally went ahead and made his long-awaited debut to a huge pop from the crowd. Rhodes had what many believe might be the best match of his entire career as he eventually defeated Seth Rollins 
after performing three different crossroads. You could see in the ring that Cody was very happy to be back. Also this weekend, Cody did several interviews talking about what may have led to him leaving AEW. Now, as Cody will say, he and Tony Khan will not directly discuss what the exact reasons were. Cody simply stated that it was time. He felt that he and Tony Khan had slowly drifted apart and there were some personal differences that they just could not get past. Cody had a great weekend. He was interviewed by WWE.com, gave some great interviews. Uh, Ariel Helmy went ahead and did an interview with him as well uh, during the weekend. And a big article came out also this weekend from Variety where he described a lot of detail about his decision to come back to WWE. Cody also stated that he see he has signed one of the most complicated contracts of all time, where WWE has him signed for multi-year deal. He does have his own touring bus, and he will be one of the producers of a documentary about the life and times of Dusty Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes back in the fold. He will be on the Raw brand. He will, uh, if he hasn't already had his segment this evening, will have a segment this evening talking about his return to WWE. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's run down everything that happened at WrestleMania this weekend, just in case you did not get a chance to catch everything that happened. Night one was a very, very big night. Night two might have been even bigger. Now, WWE put a lot of work and a lot of effort into WrestleMania this year as it was emanating from Dallas, Texas. Dallas is one of the predominantly strong areas for WWE, and they are claiming that 78,000 people were actually there for the event. Now, there is some speculation on whether those numbers are accurate or not. The Wrestling Observer is stating that those numbers actually are inflated. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that happened at WrestleMania starting in night one, because night one was a huge night, a very, very huge night. As we stated earlier before, Cody Rhodes had returned. He had taken on Seth Rollins. He had won in a very impressive way. I personally thought it was a great match. I thought Seth and Cody told a great story. Cody looked like he was in some great shape. It looks like he had actually dropped some weight as well. Seth I don't think could have been in any better preparation for a match like this. Many people do believe in many regards that this might be one of the best matches that WWE has put on in a very, very long time. Many people are giving great praise to everyone who had worked behind the scenes on putting this match together, specifically because of the delicacy of needing to try to keep things as quiet as possible. Now, several fans that were inside the AT&T Stadium had mentioned behind the big WWE logo, there was also uh, two SUVs which were uh, covered in a tarp, and next to it was Stone Cold Steve Austin's four-wheeler. So I thought that was interesting as well. So many exciting moments, but Cody Rhodes finally gets to have his big WrestleMania moment. If you thought this match was the best night of WrestleMania, definitely let me know. I would love to know what your thoughts are, and uh, please hit me up on social media. It is... M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. You can go ahead and follow me and leave me a message there. Starting off the pay-per-view uh, on night one, Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Uh, Drew ended up winning this match by pinfall. Fairly short match from what they could have done. In the tag team match, Rey Mysterio and his son Dominic Mysterio beat The Miz and Logan Paul. The WWE Women's Championship, Becky Lynch champion versus Bianca Belair. Belair wins this one by pinfall. 
to win the WWE Women's Raw Championship. For the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship match, Charlotte Flair wins by pinfall to retain the WWE Women's SmackDown Championship. Now, this match was very interesting because Ronda was presumably the winner on two separate occasions, one by pinfall, but Charlotte got her leg on the rope, and the second time, Charlotte to tap out, but the referee was knocked down. Charlotte ends up getting back and retaining the title. In a no-holds-barred match, Stone Cold Steve Austin defeats Kevin Owens by pinfall. Steve returns after 19 years of being on the shelf, but states that this was something that has been dwelling inside him for many years. He wanted to go ahead and vanquish his last match, which was in defeat at The Rock at WrestleMania 19. The WWE Raw Tag Team Championship, RK-Bro, which is Randy Orton and Matt Riddle, they were the champions. They took on the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins and Montez Ford, versus the Alpha Academy, which was Chad Gable and Otis. The winners, RK-Bro, obtained their titles by pinfall. Bobby Lashley, in a surprising twist of events, defeats Omos. That was a very big surprise because Omos had been on a big push. Uh, his Vince McMahon and many backstage believed he was going to be the next biggest monster in WWE. The plans have changed, and Lashley goes over Omos. And in Anything Goes match, Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass crew, they defeat Sami Zayn by pinfall in what was believed to be one of the best comedy matches that WWE has produced in such a long time. The fans were definitely into it. In a fatal four-way for the Tag Team Championships, Queen Valina and Carmella versus Sasha Banks and Naomi versus Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan versus Natalia and Shayna Baszler. And the winners were Sasha Banks and Naomi by pinfall to win the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. In a singles match, a lot of people love Edge versus AJ Styles. In a surprising event, Edge wins by pinfall. The Tag Team Championship match ended up happening on night two. The New Day, Xavier Woods and Kobe Kingston versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Winners, Sheamus and Ridge Holland by pinfall. Pat McAfee and Austin Theory had ate themselves a match. McAfee wins. Crowd was loving it. He ends up pinning Austin Theory in the middle of the ring for the three. After the match, Mr. McMahon ends up challenging Pat McAfee to an impromptu match at WrestleMania. Mr. McMahon ends up winning in the middle of the ring by pinfall. And the winner takes all match to unify the championship, Roman Reigns. The champion, WWE Universal versus Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion, Roman Reigns wins by pinfall. So many different things happened on the card at WrestleMania. So many interesting things had happened. Love to know what your thoughts are, what your favorite moments of WrestleMania were as well. Uh, me personally, I was a little underwhelmed by the Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar match. Some people may disagree with me. I just didn't feel it lived up to everything. I felt like it was very much the, the same product that we'd always been given between those two. I thought the Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair match was a great match. I felt that Bianca Belair definitely went ahead and had one, one of her best performances. And I think Becky did her best as well to make Bianca moment big on the stage of WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey, I felt like at times it was a little sloppy. Um, many people were reporting that Ronda was frustrated during WrestleMania and would have left, but Ronda had went ahead and shot down those rumors and said that she was not frustrated about her position within WWE, and she says though there is no truth to any of those statements. RK-Bro went ahead and retained their championships, as I said before. 
I felt like it was good. I think right now they got a lot of momentum, and I think it's a good idea to keep the championship on them. The Usos, Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs for the SmackDown Championship. I think it was, a, once again, a good idea to keep the belt on. The Usos, as right now, it's just you want to keep that storyline going with Roman Reigns. You want to keep the whole family faction together. Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge, once we said before, was a great match. It did surprise some people with Edge going over. Many people thought that AJ Styles would have a big WrestleMania moment right here, but that did not happen. A match that surprised a lot of people, The Miz and Logan Paul. Logan Paul shined very big uh, underneath the bright lights of WrestleMania. He did very, very well. It surprised a lot of people, but I think we may see more of Logan Paul in the future. Another big match that people thought were, was really good, Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass crew versus Sami Zayn and Anything Goes match. Sami put on probably one of the best performances of his life in this match. Comedy matches are hard. They're very hard, but Sami Zayn did a great job. The New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland was supposed to be happening on night one. However, it got bumped to night two. It was less than two minutes for this match. I really felt bad for the New Day because I feel like they definitely deserve better. And I think a lot of people would have loved to see this go a lot longer and give them the rightful place on the WrestleMania card. Almost losing uh, to Bobby Lashley was a huge surprise to me. Almost who'd been giving such a big push as being this big heel monster. And then losing, it was uh, it was just surprising. All right, so that are all the results from what happened at WrestleMania. Please let me know what your thoughts are. What did you think of WrestleMania? Did you enjoy it? Was it a 5 out of 5 for you? Was it a 4 out of 5? Was it a 1 out of 5? Let me know what your thoughts are. I'd love to know what your take on WrestleMania this year was. Because in so many people's eyes, WrestleMania is the biggest event of the year in the WWE and so many people like to measure whether the year was a success or not based upon the WrestleMania. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk about Stand and Deliver as well. Now, WWE NXT Stand and Deliver kicked off WrestleMania Saturday with a loaded card and the NXT title was on the line as well. Here is exactly what was happening. Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai versus Toxic Attraction for the Tag Team Champions. Carmella Hayes versus Cameron Grimes. Ah, Escobar, Solo Cola versus Grayson Waller in a ladder match for the North American Championship. Tommaso Ciampa versus Tony D'Angelo. Mandy Rose versus Cora Jade. Yuro Shirai and Kaylee Ray for the WWE NXT Women's Championship. The Imperium versus MSK versus the Creed Brothers. That was for the WWE NXT Championship. LA Knight versus Gunther. Dolph Ziggler versus Braun Breaker for the championship. So many interesting things here as far as what exactly was going to be happening on this event. Now, a lot of people are big fans of the NXT uh, matches, and I like the fact that NXT for so many years had done so, so well. And now with the 2.0, it's going to take time before people really jump on board with this. First, Tony D'Angelo defeats Tommaso Ciampa. Ciampa walks out after the match. Where he will be next, we are not 100% sure or he will get a big push on the main roster or not. MSK defeats the Creed Brothers and Imperium for the WWE NXT Tag Team Champions, which was in a good match. Mandy Rose defeated Eero Shirai, Cora Jade, and Kaylee Ray for the WWE NXT Women's Championship. Congratulations to Mandy Rose, which was a big moment for her in her career. Gunther defeated LA Knight, and many believe was not a huge surprise, is doing very well. It's looked to continue to be pushed as a big-time heel. 
Dolph Ziggler defeated Braun Breaker NXT Championship at Stand and Deliver. Very interesting to know this. And, and the reason why I say this is because I wonder if clearly they are going to have Braun Breaker not win the NXT Championship back because they're going to go ahead and put him on either Raw or SmackDown. That would not surprise me in the slightest, but it's interesting to see what they're going to be doing with Dolph Ziggler. All right, moving on from there, there was another big event that was happening WrestleMania weekend, and this was the return of Ring of Honor. As many of you know, Tody Khan went ahead and purchased Ring of Honor about a month ago, and said that the Super Card of Honor that normally happens on WrestleMania weekend would happen this year as well. However, Tony Khan did mention it is not his plan to run Super Card of Honor on the same weekend as WrestleMania going forward in the future. Let's go ahead and let's talk about the card here. AQA defeated Miranda Elise, which was in a very, very good match. The Gates of Agony with Tully Blanchard defeated, which is Eli Isom and Cheeseburger. Dalton Castle defeats Joe Hendry in what was an extremely good match, in my opinion. Swerve Strickland defeated Alex Zane which was an excellent match uh, on the main card. Strickland is really, really good. Alex Zane is right there with him. Both guys went toe-to-toe -to -toe with each other. Brian Cage made his big return. He is now with Tully Blanchard as he defeated Ninja Mac. Now, Brian Cage moving to Ring of Honor was really a good call by Tony Khan. Cage is going to fit really well in there because he is established on the roster. It's going to give him a lot more screen time, which is something that he needs to continue for his character buildup in Ring of Honor. Jay Lethal defeated Lee Miardi with Matt Seidel, which I thought was a very, very close nip and tuck match, and that was a good one. Mercedes Martinez defeated Willow Nightingale for the interim Ring of Honor Women's Championship, and what many believe might have been the best match in the entire WrestleMania weekend, FTR, Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler, were going against the Briscoes, Jay and Mark Briscoe. For the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. Now, if you remember, both teams have been going back and forth at each other on social media, stating that this was a match that they both wanted desperately. And at the end of the day, FTR wins. They are now the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Now, that wasn't the only thing. Minoru Suzuki defeated Red Titus for the Ring of Honor World Television Champion and what was believed to be the first and I believe it is accurate, the first North American title uh, that he has held, and it is looked to have a stronger relationship, obviously bridging that relationship with him and Ring of Honor and AEW. Wheeler Yuta defeated Josh Woods to win the Pure Championship. This match was, I think, good. It was surprising in some ways, but I think that Tony Khan wants to give Wheeler Yuta a big push, and hopefully they're going to be doing some good stuff with Josh Woods on AEW. And then finally, Jonathan Gresham defeated Bandito with Chavo Guerrero to become the undisputed Ring of Honor World Champion. Excellent match back and forth. Jonathan Gresham shows that he still is the man on top in Ring of Honor. However, after the match, yep, he's back. Samoa Joe's music hits. Samoa Joe is back in Ring of Honor. Shortly after his music hit, Tony Khan tweeted, Samoa Joe is all elite. So many things have been happening this weekend. The surprise of Cody Rhodes, the surprise of Samoa Joe. What was your biggest surprise moment that happened this past weekend 
um, during everything. Was it something at Ring of Honor? Was it Stand and Deliver? Was it WrestleMania itself? Love to know what your thoughts are. Hit me up on social media. I am at M-I-K-E-F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Also, Wrestling Observer is stating at this hour, New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong open weight title matches set for Windy City Riot. Now, Tom Lawler will defend against Yuji Nagata in Chicago. This article is coming from Ethan Renner from, once again, the Wrestling Observer. A championship match has been added to New Japan Pro Wrestling Windy City Riot. Now, Filthy Tom Lawler will defend the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship against Yuji Nagata in Chicago. Now, the Nats, a match was announced just a little while ago this evening. Now, five matches are currently slated for Saturday, April 16th event. AEW's John Moxley will face Will Ospreay on the show. Plus, Ishii will take on Minoru Suzuki. Right now, here is the lineup for the Windy City Riot. Once again, April the 16th, which will also be available on Fight TV. John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Minoru Suzuki versus Ishii. New, New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. Filthy Tom Lawler takes on Yuji Nagata. For the U.S., Jay Open Challenge, Jay White versus a mystery opponent. Fred Rozier, Josh Alexander, Alex Coughlin, Ren Nagarda and Chris Dickinson versus filthy team of Royce Isaacs, Joel Nelson, J.R. Kratos, Black Tiger, and Danny Limelight will be happening as well. All of that will be happening once again. The New Japan Pro Wrestling Windy City Riot, which is going to be happening Saturday, April the 16th at 8 p.m. You can get all of that if you go ahead and get it on fight. So many interesting things with that. All right, let's go ahead and let's talk about a little bit of ratings. AEW Rampage ratings. This is coming in at this time by Paul Fontaine. Uh, AEW's Rampage ratings were up from the previous week's, week's record low. Now, this a- episode of Rampage averaged 456,000 fans, and it drew a .15 in the 18-49 to 49 demo. Now, Friday's AEW Rampage averaged about 456,000 viewers on TNT. It was up 7.3% from the previous week's record low for Rampage that aired on the show's normal time slot. Now, it's the second lowest viewership for Rampage has done in its regular time slot in 2022. Now, the show had heavy competition from various wrestling-related events uh, as the part of WrestleMania weekend, including Ring of Honor Supercard. There was also an NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament Final Four game that aired on ESPN. And uh, there were so many different things that were competing with it. Once again, the Ring of Honor show was the big one as well. Um, So, yeah. Ratings for Dynamite have always been strong, but Rampage has seen its struggles. Let's go ahead and let's talk about WWE SmackDown. Now, they, on the flip side, uh, they draw their best viewership since September of 2021. Now, as many people know, it was the final go-home of SmackDown, but it also included the Hall of Fame induction, which was a big thing. The Undertaker, who had gone in and he was the premier spotlight for this year's Hall of Fame gave what many people believe was one of the most riveting Hall of Fame induction speeches of all time. So let's go ahead and let's talk about that a little bit. Paul Fontaine, once again, is reporting at this hour. Friday night's WrestleMania SmackDown go-home show for WrestleMania 38 averaged 2.3 million viewers for Fox. Now, this is up 8.2% from the previous week. It's the best audience SmackDown has drawn since 2022, and it's the show's largest viewership 
uh, since September 10th of last year. Now, SmackDown topped all network programmings with a 0.61 rating in the 18 to 49, which is huge. It was up 24.5% from last week. Now, it did draw competition once again, as we said before. The Ring of Honor card was playing. There was also Rampage, as we know. There were some other things, but SmackDown actually did the best. Congratulations to SmackDown as it continues to perform as one of the best wrestling shows from a ratings perspective in recent years. Let's go to another big headline that's happening right now. Producer Pat Buck officially quits WWE following WrestleMania 38. This story is coming from Joseph Courier uh, of the Wrestling Observer. Buck had also been working for WWE in talent relations. Now here's an update. Buck posted a message on social media today confirming his departure from WWE. If you follow Pat on Twitter, it is at Buck Never Stops. Pat Buck, who'd been working for WWE, as we stated before, as a producer, has officially decided he's no longer with the company. PWI Insider reported earlier today that Buck officially resigned after WrestleMania 38. In addition to being a producer, he also was working in talent relations. Now, Buck produced Charlotte Flair versus Ronda Rousey for SmackDown Women's Championship at WrestleMania 38 Night 1, and he co-produced the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar title unification match at WrestleMania 38 Night now, the word making the rounds is that Buck stated that with the matches he had worked on for WrestleMania 38, he had achieved all of his goals of producing main events for the biggest shows of the year and now needed to refocus his energies on his family, something the current WWE schedule would not consistently afford him the ability to do. Now, Buck joined the WWE in 2019, and in 2020, Buck was furloughed following the COVID-19 pandemic, but returned to the company in June. Buck is the owner of independent wrestling promotion WrestlePro, and also runs the Creative Pro Wrestling School with Brian Myers. We definitely wish nothing but the best for Pat Buck as he takes the next step in his life journey. Interesting note on that one. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to e-wrestling news. This is an interesting story here. This is from Ryan Clark, who was originally set to perform Edge's theme song at WrestleMania 36. Well, according to the manager of Alter Bridge, the band was set to perform Edge's theme song live at WrestleMania 36. But of course, then COVID happened and it affected the show. Tim Turner told took to Facebook and responded to a few fans who said they wished the group would have come out and played at WrestleMania 38. He had gone on to say, we actually booked this in 2020. It was all set. Everyone was getting ready to fly in, but it got canceled due to COVID. WWE and Edge have been great with us for over the years, and we love them, and we jump at the opportunity to work with them again. Now, Alter Bridge are just some um, of the classic songs that are performed and used by Edge, such as his Metalingus song. Uh, but now his new song is The Other Side. Are you a big Edge head? Are you a big Edge fan? There is a lot of speculation right now that Edge will be creating a faction, uh, a brand new faction. And it appears that it will be uh, a throwback to what the faction was when he originally came into the WWE. Ryan Clark is reporting at this hour. What is the exact WrestleMania attendance? Well, as I said before, many people were speculating on what was the exact attendance. The actual attendance numbers for WrestleMania 8 are 
now known. While WWE announced that there were 78,453 fans in attendance for WrestleMania 38 Night 2, WrestleTix is reporting that the actual number was a lot less than that. 65,653. Additionally, WWE announced the attendance of 156,352 paid attendance for both nights. Now, that actual number was actually only 131,372, and that's exactly how many tickets were distributed. Many people have argued over the years that WWE tends to inflate their numbers, and this is something that has always been a thorn in many wrestling fans' side, and WrestleTix has been able to finally determine, yep, you know what, that wasn't accurate. All right, so many things have gone on this week. Those are the main headlines that are coming in at this hour. If you enjoy the Freeland Five, continue to follow us. There's so many great things. We wanted to do a WrestleMania cap show, go over the card, talk about everything that was happening. But right now, that's going to do it. We will catch you tomorrow for another great episode of the Freeland Five. The rules.